0: Buy tickets now at themoth.org slash virtualmainstage.
1: Welcome to The Moth Podcast. I'm Dan Kennedy. This week, we're talking about crowds, getting lost in them, or maybe even finding your place in the crowd. First up, Terry Figueres-Negretti. Terry told this story at a Miami Story Slam where the theme of the night was the fast lane. Here's Terry live at The Moth.
0: So um, how many of you guys have experienced the magical wonderland that is Miami-Dade public transportation system? So I take the train every day from Civic Center on my way home. So the other day, like normal, we are chugging along southbound when all of a sudden the train rolls to an ominous stop. No big deal, it happens, but we all kind of look up from our cell phones, see what's going on when all of a sudden a woman yells, oh my God, there's a man on the tracks. Sure enough, there's a guy, normal looking guy, kinda looks like Alton Brown, it is not Alton Brown, but he's like booking it down the tracks. We hear helicopters in the distance, police sirens. Um, I found out later that this guy was shoplifting at Merrick Park and Coral Gables police have launched like this SEAL Team 6 level manhunt because you know like (laughs) Coral Gables, right? Um, So we are stuck on this train with no power until they catch this guy for three hours. It is a dismal hellscape. There is no air conditioning. There's like babies crying. Why are there so many babies on the train? The conductor keeps wandering in with these like sassy but unhelpful updates. Like, I think that guy must be smoking a flaca. Like not useful information. So I decided to make the best of it and introduce myself to my neighbors. Um, On one side there is Tony, a very cool 20-something who I assume is either like a DJ or a graphic designer. And then there is Danny who is setting to be a paramedic. And halfway through this ordeal, Danny just announces loudly to the whole train, I think we should just turn the power on and just fry that guy. And I'm like, Danny bro, like your shit got dark real fast. And he, he just looks at me by way of explanation and says, Lord of the Rings, bro. And I'm pretty sure he means Lord of the Flies, but like, I don't wanna be a bitch about it. I also have not read Lord of the Rings, so maybe there is like a famous scene involving like a train and a wizard, and like, I don't want to get into it, so. At that moment, we hear this booming voice out of nowhere from the back of the train, like the voice of God, I am diabetic, claustrophobic, and narcoleptic which is like an amazing list of afflictions. So we turn to see the source of this voice and it's this tall guy with a heat jersey and sunglasses. He is enraptured the whole train and then starts to make demands. I need water, snacks, and freedom. (laughs) Like, holy crap, this guy is Braveheart. He is... He is the William Wallace of the Metrorail system. (laughs) You, sir, have our attention. And bus passes for a month. (laughs) Bus passes for a month. Ladies and gentlemen, who is with me? We need to stand united for justice. So Tony, the DJ graphic designer, stands up and starts chanting, bus pass, bus pass. And Danny, the Tolkien-loving sociopath, starts chanting, power to the people, power to the people. The whole train is clapping and cheering. And we are no longer strangers on a train. We are a movement. And just when I think that, like, Danny and and Tony are going to, like, pry open the doors of the train and we're going to rush out onto the tracks, like the cast of Les Mis, just, like, storming the barricades, demanding free bus passes and snacks from Miami-Dade Transit, Um, just like that, the train rumbles to life and we begin to move. And the moment is over. Everyone scrambles for their bags, and their babies, and their <laughs> and their cell phones. But I learned something important that day about myself, about Miami. I learned that we are all just speeding along on our own parallel tracks, on our own fast lanes, never intersecting, rarely connecting, never thinking about where we are, always thinking about where we should have been already. But when it all comes to a screeching halt, we are all ultimately bound by three universal but simple truths. Water. (laughs) Snacks. (laughs) Freedom.
1: That was Terry figueres Negretti. Terry spent 15 years as an award winning reporter and editor with the Miami Herald, covering, in her words, the murder, mayhem, and assorted mischief of the 305. Her storytelling has been featured on NPR, in Reader's Digest's The Best Stories in America, and in the Lifetime series Her America 50 Women, 50 States. Terry lives in South Miami with her favorite audience, her husband and two sons. Next up, a classic moth story from Adam Wade. This is one that we're bringing out of the archives, actually. Adam told this story almost 10 years ago here in New York City at a slam where the theme of the night was anger. Here's Adam Wade, live at the moth.
2: How you doing? My name is Adam Wade. I am originally from New Hampshire, right? Two years ago, I, I, I had the lowest point I had uh, living in New York. I, at the time, I was living in Hoboken, New Jersey. I hadn't worked for a full year. And, and I had worked my way up from a basement apartment to an apartment on the third floor, and I had to give it up and, and move in with my friend, Trisha, God bless her, with a lot of cats. And I'm like, asthmatic. So it was, like guess, the summer, and, and I'm sitting in there, and she has a place at the Jersey Shore and this is me and the cats, and, and I got my like, like my air filter and my humidifier going, and, and I'm and, and, and like, I'm not working, I've had interviews, everybody says I'm a nice guy, but they won't hire me, and I was just so frustrated, and, and, and the cable wasn't working, I go, I need to do something to make me happy, and, and like I like roast beef sandwiches, so. <laughs> I had seven dollars in my wallet. I go. I'm gonna go to the shop right. In. I'm gonna get a nice Italian bread. I'm gonna make it myself, and then I'm gonna get a quarter pound of Borisette roast beef rare, and we're gonna be all set. So I, I, I go in. and, and there's one. There's a gentleman. He, he kind of looks like Eric Roberts from uh, Pope of Greenwich Village. He's working behind the deli, and it's just him. And he's just kind of shaking, and he's waiting on this elderly Italian lady. So he's waiting on, I guess, 61. So I take the number, and it's 62. And I'm just waiting there. And she's like, "Hi, John. How's your mother?" And, and, and they're talking about his mother. And I'm like, "Come on. I'm like, I, I, I got absolutely nowhere to go. But I'd like to get my roast beef and my roll and get out of here." You know? So, so they're finally done, and I'm like, all right, hey, John, I'll have a quarter pound, and he's like, excuse me, and then this other elderly Italian lady cuts me, in, in line, and mine, and they say, how's your mother? And she's like, he's off dialysis, and they're going back and forth, and I'm
1: like,
2: all right, I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a laid back guy, but I, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm getting there, you know? And, and, and so I'm sitting there, and she ordered a lot of stuff for a little lady, and, and uh, so finally, and I'm ready to jump on it. So, so they say goodbye, you say I and I go quarter pile of boards, and just as I say, Two, like, there must have been twins, elderly, Italian, ways, like, <laughs> cut me a line, and they order, like, the whole place. And, and I'm sitting and I'm starting to get pissed off. And, 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 and like, as I'm going there, a lot of the and yuppies are, they're, they're, they're gathered around, so there's a lot of people now, and I go, and I'm holding on to my number, and I'm starting to shake, and, 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 and so they're like, I tell your mother we said hi? And he's like, I will, bye, way. And then I'm like, and then I just, I, I go, quarter pound of boar's head right now. And, and he's like, excuse me, I gotta make a phone call. And I just go, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. And, and like all the yuppies are looking at me like I'm a jerk. And I'm like, Jesus, this guy. So he goes, and makes a phone call, and he's at least five minutes, and he comes back, and I know, okay, there's no, I don't see any elderly Italian ladies. It's just me. And the uppies, and I got my number, I'm all set. So he hits the numbers thing, but he hits it twice, and, and he goes, all right, number 63. And then I just snap. I go, wait a minute, I got 62, I've been waiting here, you let half of Italy uh, cut me, you know, what I mean? I'm ready to go. And I go, I want a quarter pound of boar's head roast beef, and I want it rare, please, John. And, and like the poor guy, like I thought he was gonna start crying, he's like, I'm so sorry, so I'm so, I go, don't worry about apologizing, just get me my meat. <laughs> So he cuts it, and he's doing it, and he gets it, and, and I just grab it, and, and like, I get to admit, like, I'm having such a tough time. I felt good at yelling at someone. It just made me feel really good inside, and, and, I, and I'm still shaking, but I feel like... like so I'm, 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 I'm heading to the cash register, and the, one of the elderly Italian ladies that cut me grabs my arm, and she goes, shame on you, shame on you. John's mother's sick. And I'm like... And, and I just walk... I get my roast beef when I go home, and I'm still shaking. I go, and I, I get the cat scram, and I'm making my sandwich. And, and I... I can't stop thinking about John's mother. And it's like the way I am. You know, and I'm just sitting there like, John's mother. You know, Jesus Christ, this poor guy. I'm, yeah, I'm, looking, I'm not hungry, so... I Google ShopRite, Hoboken. And I get on the phone and I go, Why, please can I have the deli department? And I, John answers, I go, John, it's Adam Wade. I'm, and he's like, who? I go, I'm the guy that just came in and yelled at you at the recorder part He goes, oh yes, I remember. And I, and I go, you know, I'm really sorry. And I go through my whole spiel, I'm having a rough summer. And, and he's just so, he's like, don't worry. You seem like such a nice boy because you'll get a job. Don't worry. And like it made me feel so good. And I'm like, you know, John, How's your mother doing? And he's like, she's off dialysis, but she might go back. And we're going, and it's like, it's like the best, like 15 minutes of my life. And then he like, he cuts me short. He's like, you know, Adam, I'd love to keep talking to you. It's been a great conversation, but there's a lot of people here that want their meat and cheese. (laughs) So, for the rest of the summer, I went in three or four nights a week. Some nights I wouldn't even get anything, but I would like, I didn't have money to go to bars. I'd talk to John, see how his money, he'd, he'd keep the faith. And then I, I met Wilma that did the uh, samples, and I'd have samples to eat. And then Dorothy at the checkout, 15 or less. And, and, and like, they helped me, you know. And, and, and I'm fortunate to say, like, I had a job for a year or a year straight. And I just go, I don't, can't go in every night to shop, right? I got a life. Um, <laughs> But I go in on Saturday afternoons and it's packed, you know, and it's always really busy. And I just get my grape nuts and cranberry juice. And, 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 but I'll always, no matter what, I'll always go and say hi to John if he's there. And I'm like, hey John, how you doing? And, you know, how's your mother? And she's like, off dialysis, she's riding a bike. I'm like, that is fabulous. He's like, how's work? I'm like, great. He's like, I knew, knew you'd be all right. And I'm like, oh yeah. And like the crowd, you know, they're starting to get annoyed. And, and then I'm like, all right, John, I'll say have a good day. And he's like, hey Adam, come here. And I'm like, what, John? He's like, I "Want a quarter pound of boar's head roast beef?" I'm like, "Come on, John. There's a lot of people there. I can't do it." You know? He's like, "Come on. Have a quarter pound of roast beef." I'm like, "All right. Give me the quarter pound of roast beef." You know, Go right,
1: right,
2: right. And i like, yeah, yeah, yeah. become one of the old ladies.
1: That was Adam Wade. Originally from New Hampshire, Adam is a 20-time Moth Slam winner, and you might have seen him on HBO's Girls or on Comedy Central's Inside Amy Schumer. He believes that one of the best decisions he's ever made in his life was walking into his first Moth Story Slam over 16 years ago. And we're so proud to announce that Adam has recently launched a special with Audible. You can listen to his Audible original, You Ought to Know, Adam Wade, which is a collection of some of Adam's stories told in front of a live audience at audible.com slash adamwade. That's audible.com A-D-A-M-W-A-D-E. So go check it out. You really ought to know. Adam Wade. And that is it for us this week. Come out and join us at an upcoming Moth Night near you. Or pitch us one of your stories because we want to hear from you. You can find out more on our website at themoth.org. Until next time, from all of us here at The Moth, have a story-worthy week. Dan Kennedy is the author of Loser Goes First, Rock On, and American Spirit. He's also a regular host and storyteller with The Moth. Podcast production by Julia Purcell. The Moth Podcast is presented by PRX, the public radio exchange, helping make public radio more public at prx.org. Moth Story Slams are back. Held on Mondays beginning in February, join us for our weekly Open Mic Story Slam competition. February's theme